0: Are you blessed or are you cursed With a strong imagination and a spiritual thirst Do you want to confide about the darkness inside Come and talk about it on Self-Worst Okay, wow, hello, hi, wowie It's another episode of Self-Worst Podcast, can you believe it? I'm Brad Pearson, the host of Self-Worst Podcast, hello, hi, what's going on? We having a good October we having a good spooky season look I know there's, there's spooky season it's kind of corny and it, all the you know uh crispy leaf uh pumpkin spice uh fall stuff is for corny white people I I, I get that it's kind of cringe to be all about spooky season Halloween but also at the same time I don't who cares if you enjoy it, go nuts. Drink some cider. Wear some leggings or whatever. Go on a hay rack ride. Who cares? Have fun. Life is miserable, and if it gives it one of the few things in life that gives you joy, then go for it. You might as well. Anyway, hope you're having a nice autumn. Um, I'm doing okay. Um, Like I've said, I'm about to get real busy. Uh, We're doing the boot camp thing uh, starting next month. So that might change the forecast of the release schedule of this podcast. I'm sorry. Your boy's about to get real busy. Anyway, I'm here now, okay? I'm here for you now, and that should count. We have a guest this week. He's been on the show before. His name's Andrew Hillary, and today's his birthday. If you're listening to this on October 13th, it's his birthday today. How about that? Happy birthday. I don't think I've ever released an episode on the guest's birthday. That's just a fun coincidence. That kind of only works for a day, and then if you listen to it the next day or in perpetuity, it's different, but who cares? A man's turning 35. Good job. Anyway, he's in town. He's doing kind of an unofficial North American tour, and that brought him to New York City. So I finally got to meet him in the flesh, hang out, have some wings, talk and shit. And uh, it was a really good talk. I will say up front, this is a fairly, uh, I don't know, sexually explicit conversation. We get into the weeds talking about a lot of uh, sex and genital stuff. So, uh, I don't know, maybe don't listen to this on an open speaker or like loud in your car, just be forewarned. I don't think any of you would do that, but you know, just, just a heads up. It's, it's more, uh, dick talk than usual on the show. We don't really do it that much penis talk on this show, but every now and then you got to talk about it. It's part of life. It's just nature anyway get ready for that strap in uh you can follow me at radical pearson on instagram and twitter follow the show at self worst patreon.com slash self worst have some bonus content on there for you little as a dollar a month help me out i am very poor and i'm gonna be very busy and i'm gonna I, I, it's gonna be very uh hard until i hopefully get a better job down the line but for now oh broke pretty bad. Anyway, uh, help me out with that. And, uh, you know, rate review the show, iTunes, Spotify, all of that. Leave a little rating, little little review, type whatever in the box. And, uh, you know, tell a friend, all of that. Anyway, that's about all I got. I got a bunch of crap to do this evening. Um, I'm busy already doing a bunch of pre-course work, teaching just taken upon myself to learn python python's wild that's a crazy language anyway i'm not gonna get into that because uh, it would be boring if you don't know what it is talking about it. okay um that's it uh i'm gonna go and get some stuff ready and hopefully go see this guy tonight um well you not your tonight i'm sorry if you're listening to this on andrew hillary's birthday he's already done this show at pete's candy store uh sorry you missed it unless you were there in which case uh why didn't you say hi to me i don't know um that's all let's go to the talk with my buddy andrew hillary
1: I've noticed that... Oh, I'm still so hot, dude. I'm yeah, t- you're a little, little <laughs> hot. It's okay. It's okay. I, I've got a big voice. I'm a bellower. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna... I, I, I just... Uh, you project. Whenever I sang backup vocals in a band, they sometimes I didn't even need a microphone. I was, like, louder than the lead singer. <laughs> what, do you have a good vocal range? Um... I did at a time, like whenever I was a teenager, I would just sit on my dad's porch and play guitar and sing all day. Mm -hmm. And at that point I was like much, much better able to hit like higher notes. Like I I always want to sing in a higher register than I think I'm capable of. And I was, I was able to push myself to get it, uh, at a certain point, but I'm, I'm not there anymore. So, you know, uh, sometimes i blow my voice out trying to sing to something driving home and it's always fun to be like like meet up with friends and be like hey how's it going yeah. <laughs> what happened to you oh dude i tried to sing taking back sunday like
0: <laughs> that's that's ambitious
1: yeah. Those, yeah those those emo guys can
0: really Do that uh, down. yeah 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 <laughs> that's that's quite a that's quite a vibe. Uh so I'm talking to Andrew Hillary folks for the second time uh on the show and uh he's here in town. Uh and it's very exciting cuz you know Pittsburgh's not forever far away but far enough away that it's like a bit of a journey to come out here. So uh what do you what what brings you out here? Tell us about uh, you know what you've been up to since the last time we talked
1: uh, I don't remember when the last time we talked is but I do know that pretty much all summer I just worked in the ice cream truck and walked dogs and like podcasted and I was doing that seven day- like between that stuff I was doing that like seven days a week mm-hmm. and uh, six months will go by real fast whenever you're doing that kind of thing yeah so uh, haven't been doing much up until just this last week and uh, now I am on tour <laughs> Kind of, kind of,
0: <laughs> kind of on tour, kind of a, an unofficial tour. It is. Kinda. It could
1: not be less official. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Just sort
0: of uh, throwing shit up and seeing what sticks.
1: Look, I uh, there is like a way that you can go about doing comedy mm-hmm. where you like, you know, climb the ladder. You, you know, suck up to people that are more, you know, more established than you. You, you know, play this game. And uh, I don't want to do any of that. Um, but the problem is, is that then nobody wants to put you on shows. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to chart my own course. And it's like, oh, cool. I'm like in a city for five days and I have one show sick. dude. (laughs) But Hey, one show is better than none. Right. That's true. Which a few of the cities I have none so far. So we'll honestly, there's a lot of comics who like
0: literally live here. So they're here 365 days a year and they don't, they have just as many shows. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all, relative
1: Mm -hmm. you know right yeah Uh, if anybody is listening to this and lives in atlanta put me on a fucking show i'll be there for like four days five days and i have nothing um i don't even know why i'm going to it you know why i'm going to atlanta Coca Cola? Hear, I hear there's a strip club there with really good wings. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, that's just as good of a reason as any. I don't even really like strip clubs. They make me feel uncomfortable and like a little weird, but I love wings just that much. I'll be like, all right, yeah. I'll feel weird for some wings. Let's do this. I, I don't know how to feel about
0: strip clubs, honestly. Like, I've been to a couple and like it's kind of fun, but also, uh, I don't know. I feel like the point's already been made a lot of times with like people with strip clubs where it's like, you you get all you go there and you you just get all horny, yeah. And then what? You just walk around with a big fucking heart on. You just, well, you, just you just go around. Do you go to the bathroom <laughs> and jerk off? Because because like this hot girl like
1: grinded on your crotch. And I don't even your, know. Her titties I didn't and, um. I didn't feel that. Uh, I've been to a strip club twice in my life. The yeah. first time. I was in Poland and uh, I had been sick for two days. Somebody was sneezing on the plane from uh, London to Poland, and by the time the plane landed, I was sneezing too. I was like, "You motherfucker! I hate that. I hate whenever right. you know who got you sick." like yeah. vividly. Like I was looking back, like cover your fucking mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've had this happen. Like this is, I mean, kind of like pre-mask era on on the train mm-hmm. where you're on like a crowded train and you just. You smell someone's breath and you Mm. just, you just, there's, you. I don't know how to describe it other than just like it's, it's sick breath. They just have like, (laughs) you can just tell they have a cold. Like Mm -hmm. there's just this like diseased smell in their breath and you're just like, fuck, you just, I just inhaled your fucking uh, virus and now you, now I'm going to get sick. And you can almost feel it like instant like Mm -hmm. your throat just starts getting sore like instantly and you're just like god damn it
1: but anyway so i went to poland and the first two days i was there i was like sick i was like staying in a hostel by like there were people but like i I was like i didn't want to talk to anybody i was sick so finally the third day i was there i started to feel better and i'm like all right sick dude i'm in poland i'm gonna go drink vodka Mm -hmm. and i went out and it just so happened to be easter sunday so so every bar was closed. Cause that's like a pretty religious country, you yeah. know? So every bar was closed. Uh, but the strip club was open and a guy was outside like, Hey buddy, you want to come inside see some girls? I'm like, not really, but do you have drinks? like, Yeah. <laughs> so I went into the strip club on Easter in Poland. There was nobody there. Like there was, I think one other dude there and like maybe four or five dancers or whatever. and, so in i guess in europe strip clubs are different because like you know their version of a dollar is a coin so you're not gonna like throw coins at somebody so what you do it this at least in this strip i don't know if it's the same in all of europe but what you do is you buy an overpriced drink and then that like a portion of that overpriced is like the tip and then the girl the dancer will just come and drink it with you hmm And so I ended up hanging out with this Polish girl all night and she was like practicing her English with me, talking about our families and stuff and like what she was doing and like, you know, just having this like normal conversation. And then every 20 minutes, it would be her turn in the rotation. She would just go up and dance on the pole and then like come back and talk to me. Like, yeah, (laughs) it was kind of cool. So that was the first time I ever went to a strip club. And the second time was just last year, my buddy's bachelor party. I was like alright I don't know this is fun like I just ended up trying like every girl that wanted to come and talk to me to like get me to buy a dance or whatever I was like oh like uh yeah I, uh, I t- I'm friends with some uh, some sex workers you know I have had a on my podcast and stuff how's, yeah. it, how's it going here like I was just like trying to talk to them about just like like they were regular people or whatever and make conversation but like that's not what you're supposed to do either <laughs> you're not supposed to try and befriend the strippers like <laughs> no so I don't know. Like I said, like I did not get horny at all. Like, I mean, I saw some boobs, like there was, they were yeah. hot or whatever, but like, I'm not, I wasn't in that mind frame to be like, I just want to zero in on this nipple. Like I don't, it was just like, you know, I was hanging out with my buddies. My, my one friend told me about like, this most traumatic shit happened to him as a kid. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he listened. So I'll just spill the beans. Apparently his like stepmom locked him in the basement whenever he got in trouble. And like, Whoa. he was like, tell me about this. And I'm like, what? Why are you saying, telling me this story about being abused at a strip club? Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, shit comes out at strip clubs, man. I don't know. Like, there's, you,
0: it's, it's an environment where I, I think people just uh, start to, I don't know. They, there's something, there's like some dark night of the soul shit that happens. Yeah. you know, when when yeah. you're in, when you're in that kind of a. Uh, uh, like space of uh, I don't know sort of animalistic uh, you know hedonism I, I think something comes out where you're just like oh I, I feel kind of weirdly closer to myself than <laughs> than I have been and I'm realizing some things you know and like I I remember there's a strip club here in Brooklyn called pumps it's up I in, like that um, it's up in Bushwick and, uh, it's fairly just legendary as like, you know, like the spot people go to.
1: Are the strippers all like hipsters? Uh, not really. They're, I mean, kind of, but like, are they Bushwick people? You walk in you're like, really. okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Like they're, they're, they just look like girls, okay. you know? Um, and, um, at least in my experience and, and like, I remember going there, uh, on kind of like an off night you know just like a tuesday night or whatever like Mm -hmm. this and 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 like there wasn't really anybody in there and um we were already drunk for some reason i'm not sure why we were like hammered on a tuesday night but you know this is our 20s this is just like i was hammered last night which was monday (laughs) yeah shit happens i don't know we were sauced um, i think you might have been a little sauced too uh, might have been it's hard <laughs> to get drunk on beer honestly like i i drank enough that i had a bit of a hangover the next day Yeah, but i wasn't like uh euphorically drunk either so it kind of wasn't even worth it it was just I wasn't like oh i just
1: got the consequences and not the I wasn't euphorically drunk until I stopped and got a piece of pizza on the way back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I was like, "I am bliss." Like, <laughs> yeah, it was a good slice. It was a good slice. Sicilian square cuts, like I, I guess they call them grandma cuts up here. I don't know yeah. what the fuck that's about. You but go to that place on Essex? I have no idea. I just, mm-hmm. I was just riding my bike and I was like, "This looks like pizza," and uh, <laughs> it worked out. It worked out well. Anyway, we went to this strip club
0: and <laughs> uh, we, I remember. S- I remember having some revelations just like sort of internally at this club of just like, you know, I think that I, I, I always count myself as this like really, you know, uh progressive guy who's really, you know, who has a lot of female friends and blah, blah, blah. But actually I do have some issues with women that I need to sort <laughs> out. And like, I need to like get into therapy because I'm just like, I'm feeling all these like weird things like this, like weird kind of like, um uh I, I remember feeling this like weird discomfort and this almost like fear of these like really attractive women and also, also this like weird like resentment that like it was all sort of an artifice and I was like, well, of course it's an artifice, like they're at work, they yeah. do actually like you know, and and just like feeling like this like weird uh I don't know, like a like a just a weird cocktail of uh alcohol and testosterone and low self-esteem that just like really got in my head and like everybody else was just sort of like you know just like vibing whatever and i was just like sitting there just like man i don't know like i need to i need to examine (laughs) some shit yeah um and i think that that you know like maybe just like happens to people uh a lot of times at at strip clubs so they're like ready to talk about childhood trauma and and that makes sense i guess yeah
1: you know vulnerability mm -hmm. i definitely like i feel like maybe that's part of it is that i'm like i'm very bad at compartmentalization like i feel everything that i feel i feel with like all of me like Mm -hmm. so i do have that it's i wouldn't say it's a resentment like whenever there's like somebody that's clearly like pretending to be nice to me or like whatever for for their job that it's just that like i i can't engage with it because it's like i don't know and like i get that it's part of the job and like that's what they have to do uh but like it just makes me feel really weird yeah like i've, I've noticed that too like whenever i've signed up for like girls only fan sites or whatever and you know they send the same message out to everybody that subscribes like hey baby thank you so much and i'm like yeah. like. hey like, I think you're really hot and I'm happy to pay for your boobs, but like, don't call me baby. That's like, it makes me feel weird. Like, yeah, (laughs) like you, you don't have to do that. You can just be like, Hey, thanks for the money. Here's boobs. Like that's, that's perfect. Um, and I think that's like, I don't know. That's why I've, uh, never, I think that's probably the biggest reason why I've never like went, uh, sought out like full service sex work. Like I've never been like, because it would just be like, I don't know. Like I can't, I can't do this. If there's like that, like make believe, part like it just makes that's what makes me feel weird is it like i don't i don't know it's it it, it does trip me up a lot like yeah, I, get, I just I get two I, in my head i about can't it. buy it yeah and like
0: there's there's like a suspension of disbelief i guess that has to happen or yeah. something or i guess other people are more comfortable with with that sort of like play acting thing but
1: i just don't i can't really i can't i can never accept something that i'd like have any any inkling that it's bullshit and like i feel like a lot of people in that situation they just kind of turn that part of their brain off mm-hmm. or compartmentalize it they're like yeah i mean i know this is bullshit but like she's saying i'm hot and this is great right now so like i'm just gonna pre- like i'm just gonna listen to like yeah um yeah i don't know are I'm- you able
0: to like um you know in like a non like sex work uh just a you know a, a good old a good old-fashioned hookup um are you able to like engage in like I don't know fantasy dirty talk kind of like role play stuff or do you find yourself like getting in your head there too where you're like "eh, this is not I'm not actually you know I'm not actually a gym coach or whatever you yeah. want to pretend um, to be
1: I've never done much of it so I guess that it's it's either something that I'm not cut out for or I'm just like not drawn to or whatever like mm-hmm. I've never um I'm a I'm a pretty vanilla guy I think unfortunately or, or fortunately seeing as like I'm not having sex either way regardless like, right I guess it's fortunate that there isn't like a bunch of things I'm missing out on. <laughs> right
0: just the one
1: yeah just the one um but yeah I've like I've done it like uh, here and there but like very very infrequently like may- maybe only a handful of times ever that I've like done like that kind of like dirty talking like yeah it's just it's not really me like I mean I'm Typically, like a you know a more giving, like I, I like to give people what like uh, more giving them receiving. So like if I had a partner that like wanted me to do that, I would I would be I think I would be able to get there just because sure. it's like then I'm doing it for somebody else's. You're behalf. a team player. Yeah. You can yeah. you can get down with it. Um, but it doesn't bring me a lot. Uh, so I wouldn't seek it out. I don't think. I think
0: it's different if you're like a couple and it it's not a transactional thing because like say your partner wants you to do some sort of role play or uh, some sort of talk thing, you know, some sort of scenario, blah, blah, blah. In that case, when you're doing the talking, uh, then you know that it actually is genuinely exciting them. Yeah. And so yeah. then that can become exciting and fun for you. Like, you know that yeah. like, if you start to like talk to them in a certain way and just be like, Hey, daddy uh, is going to be home in five minutes. Uh, you better be, re-, <laughs> you know? or like what? And like, feel stupid about saying that perhaps. But like, if you know that like that's getting her hot, then that's going to be great for you. But like in a sex work scenario, it just seems like, There's another layer of like, well, she doesn't want to be saying, and she's not, she doesn't, she also doesn't care that this is like getting me turned on. Yeah. Right. By acting a certain way. Honestly,
1: like I feel bad whenever people that just work in like the service industry are like overly nice and you can tell it's just because they're like... Trying to like make a tip or something, and it's like, Yeah, dude, I, I was gonna tip you good. Like, you don't have to do all this, like, you can just bring my, you don't have to. It's okay, buddy. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, but again, that it's like it is that like art artif- artifice artificialness, artifice. Artifice. artifice, yeah. That like, I mean, like I said, I'm not gonna tell anybody what to do, like, I, you know, in, in most cases, I'm sure that does improve their returns or whatever that's why they're doing it but like it just for me i i would just much rather like hey you do whatever you need to do i don't you know when my food's done you bring it like it's cool like don't worry about me yeah you you got other shit you got people that actually uh worry about things i'm fine i'm i mean to be
0: fair when when you're getting those uh messages on like OnlyFans from from girls that were like hey baby thank you like that that shit's copy pasted they put very little effort into that too so that is just kind of boilerplate for them Mm -hmm. so like honestly like yeah I, i don't know if you need to feel bad about like them you know like extending uh any any of that towards you because it's just like yeah this is they just they copy paste that shit it's on their notes app they just like right yeah
1: i think that was like whenever i first started yeah like signing up because now i don't even fucking try and talk like i don't even read the inboxes or anything usually like um but like the first couple people i signed up for i didn't really like understand it as well like how the game worked so Mm -hmm. i was like Oh, why are you talking to me? Like, I just wanted to pay you money because your boobs look good, dude. Chill. Yeah, like it's just, all good. I just wanted to see them titties. Hell and yeah! I'm, I'm
0: willing to pay five to ten dollars a month for that. I don't care. Yeah, sure. Hell yeah! Why not? <laughs> I've I've paid five to ten dollars for a lot dumber things. Honestly, <laughs> a lot less oh, enjoyable yeah. things.
1: <laughs> I Fuck don't know. yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I just went to a Renaissance
1: festival um <sighs> last weekend I miss I, I messed the timing up I wish I would have been here for that That sounded like a good time they're fun I don't know like I also I'd never been to one
0: before okay and um it, it was for uh like this girl's birthday party and she's kind of a friend of a friend's but uh, a bunch of my friends were going and I, I you know got got uh, pulled into going and I was like okay this will this will be fun. And also, there was the prospect of like, well, when we go there, a bunch of us, not all of us, but a bunch of us, uh like this is sort of like the boys crew uh of of this of this particular social group, uh, we're all gonna drop acid, and we're gonna walk around the Ren fair. And I was <laughs> like, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. I am absolutely doing that. Hell um yeah. and and I don't know, like just again, like walking around uh seeing people kind of engage in like the character thing like mm-hmm. tr- g- like really fully like full grown people with jobs and shit like <laughs> probably better jobs than i have you know like <laughs> that make more money than i do and they are like wearing chainmail and speaking in an english accent and like talking about lothlorien or some shit and and like having a great time and Calling women maidens. Yeah, (laughs) it
1: just...
0: To me, like, uh, there's a part of me that, like, really rolls my eyes at it, and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, like, what a bunch of fucking dorks and losers. (laughs) But, like, then there's another part of me that's just like, oh, my God, what a bunch of fucking dorks. Like, you know, what a bunch (laughs) of sweet... What a bunch of nice, sweet, sincere nerds who are just having just genuinely a good time, and the world is probably, like... Life and socialization is probably kind of rough for them or was rough for them growing up. And, like, now they get this place where they get to just sort of, like, really fully be themselves by being somebody else. And, like, I just I, – I always just – I don't know. I think it's just wholesome and beautiful. Yeah, there's know.
1: definitely something to that that it's, like, you know, there's there's the part of you is like, fucking nerd. Where's the locker I'm going to shove you in? But then it's, yeah. like, wait a minute. Like, you – you are this person that likes this stuff and this is like the the best time of the year for you to be who you are like yeah. you're fucking in the zone right now well and also
0: those are my people yeah. and like honestly like i grew up like a a real fucking nerd and there is definitely still uh some i would say a, a tad bit of unprocessed like internalized nerd self-hate that, yeah, you know, just yeah. like still is just like angry at like myself as a kid for like being like this like sort of sensitive kid who wasn't good at sports and, you know, got flinched at loud noises and stuff. And it was just Brad, like, that is you little, so relatable. You little fucking <laughs> pussy, you little bitch, you know, and like there's, there's just this part of me that like really still is like mad at that kid mm-hmm. for like not being uh, strong, not being outgoing, not being more popular, not being this or that, and and like I don't know. It's 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 again it's a, a strip club revelation kind of thing. <laughs> Standing there strip. at the fucking at strip. the Ren Fest, just being like, <laughs> why am I so mad at all these like sweet nerds? Because. Because I see myself in them, and it's a part of me that I don't like, man. So
1: for those keeping score at home, we are now uh, we've done existentialism at a strip club and at a Renaissance fair. <laughs> this is just where <laughs> these things occur to me. Yeah, it doesn't matter
0: uh, where you have these revelations, so long as you have these moments of truth and clarity and and do something with them.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like you can fully spiral like wherever. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that though, because like there was. For a lot of my childhood there I was like like one of the nerdy kids. I got bullied a lot and like yeah. I would also like I was never good at sports. I always desperately wanted people to like me and I had never like really figured out it I didn't it, it wasn't until a few years ago that I figured out how to like use the parts of myself that are just there in order to be like a bull as opposed to like trying to make people like me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my rambunctiousness sense of humor goofiness like lack of shame like that stuff was always there um but like it took a long time to like hone it yeah to like figure out how to do it in a way that is like not off-putting uh i'm still a little off-putting but in a fun way like (laughs) well
0: it's great because now you've really off outgrown the need uh for people to like you so much
1: not true (laughs) not true at all (laughs) I've just gotten better at, at, do, at achieving that goal. Right? <laughs> um, no, I'm you know desperate for uh, outside approval and external validation. I can't validate myself whatsoever. Uh, but I've just gotten, like I said, I've like figured out how to use the tools that I've got to get that external validation. When you do get external validation about how
0: long does that last about how long does does that uh, you know kind of ride in your system before you're back to just like oh fuck I need another hit Uh, 30 seconds usually (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, no. It's uh, it's not a great system, especially for a person who is uh perpetually single and um often spends entire days without talking to another human being. Yeah, uh, it has led to what I would say is uh, it's probably the main contributing factor fact, factor to my uh crippling Twitter addiction. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Is that like, oh, I need somebody to look at me and and, and, and not approvingly, but there's nobody around. Ah, I'm gonna tweet something crazy. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, man.
0: Like I don't like I don't have nearly as many followers as you, but like uh the the little bump you get from getting a like is oh. uh oh. it is it is pretty nice and I so I just switched uh to to iphone from android and um it's mostly better i'll admit like but uh honestly there's a couple things i miss about the android one of them is the little notification badges because like up at the top of the screen if you have an android phone Mm -hmm. um it'll have a little miniature like heart icon oh up in the top like even in the lock screen okay and Sometimes they'll pile up, so it's like Zelda. So you got like you got like three or four hearts like up in the corner of the screen. And you're like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna go look at those later." And you already know what it is. You already know that somebody liked one of your tweets. So it's like it's not that big of a mystery. But you're like, "Oh man, I wonder who wonder who liked what tweet.
1: I wonder who thought it was so good." And um, it's have you ever? Uh, I'll tell you one of the external validations that does give me more than thirty seconds. Have you ever posted like a uh maybe not a thirst i don't know if you're a thirst trap oh, guy. yeah i'll post a thirst trap Have you ever posted a thirst trap it. and had like one of the most ridiculously hot people you've ever seen like it
0: yes that is a good feeling. that is a good <laughs> feeling yeah yeah it's um and and honestly uh that's something that i don't know i I almost go into like quasi exhibitionism with stuff like that sometimes where I'm just like, I would start an OnlyFans and just not even charge people for it just to get the (laughs) fucking, just to get the, I don't, I'm not even in it for the money. I just want people to like look at, look at my body and tell me that I'm attractive. And honestly, I don't care. I would pay them for that. (laughs) I would, I would pay them like, and I would like, I, I won't take any money for it and I don't care uh if if like honestly like obviously nothing's going to come of it like I'm in a committed relationship mm-hmm. and also it doesn't even it doesn't even really matter to me if I post thirst like if it's if it's somebody I'm attracted to or not who likes it like honestly really yeah. not like it's so, like sometimes guys will like my thirst traps and I'm like cool that also feels great <laughs> yeah honestly no, it, it like, all it's feels fine. good definitely like, yeah i just i don't care it's just it's just the validation that i'm after and did like, you know uh
1: did you know i had an only fans for a while you did yeah wow tell oh, me about okay. that uh yeah so this was after um i think i told you about like that gnarly uh rapid relationship that i yeah. went through and that there was like a, a very intense breakup mm-hmm. um so in that Summer following that, that's whenever I started to like get a lot more involved in Twitter and like, you know, I was getting that external validation. And it was also like this, like I was doing a lot of like soul searching and like learning stuff about myself as a result of the traumatic breakup. And I, uh, I entered a period of like kind of like hypersexuality, um, which again, (laughs) wasn't fucking anybody. (laughs) It was just like all happening in my head and on my phone. And so, at some point, I was like, I'm going to make an OnlyFans. <gasps> and for the first, like, two weeks, there was, like, attract people that I'm very attracted to signed up and, like, told me about it. And they're like, I watched you come. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then that kind of faded quickly. And there was just, like, a bunch of dudes being like, ah uh, I need more. Put something in your ass. I'm like, yeah. I don't like this at all. And then, because as I told you earlier, I'm very bad at compartmentalizing. It like broke my sexuality in my brain uh, to a point that like took me months to recover from because I was like so bad at separating. Like, again, like when you do something like that, when you, you know, put part of your sexuality out there, you cannot have like the emotional attachment to it or else it'll like eat away at you. Something, I don't know. Um, but I after that period of hypo hyper i went in like the complete opposite direction to the point where i was like barely masturbating like maybe once a week or something and uh that for those of you who don't know that's much lower than my those average. are those <laughs> are that's low numbers yeah for, uh
0: i mean for for everybody in this room yeah honestly yeah that is <laughs> that is if 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 I am only jerking off once a week. Uh, Someone, you know, should
1: check on me. (laughs) Are you all right? (laughs) Someone should have checked on me. (laughs) Um, and yeah, it took like months because I was like, because again, like all of this was happening in cyberspace. I was like, okay, well I do not have any physical sexuality anymore. Like I do not, I I did not feel like that was Mm -hmm. still a part of me as a person in the real world. Um, to the point that, like, this is fucked up. I had, uh because I was still, you know, getting a lot of that kind of attention on Twitter, I had two different, very attractive people reach out to me and say, I want to fuck you. Like can we arrange this and like one of them was coming into town the other was like you know our 2 hour drive away they were like can we make this out? like directly proposition me and i had to turn them down because i was like so in my head about this like i am not a sexual being i am a fucking person that does not do that anymore like and uh wow now looking back i'm like dude i could have had sex with somebody so fucking hot <laughs> Um the worst feeling
0: is uh is is uh a fumbled is yeah. is, is fumbling pussy. There yeah. is just nothing <laughs> nothing worse. They just like looking back on like god damn it. I had it. Mm-hmm. Like ugh,
1: terrible. Yeah. So uh but that you know it is what it is. You live and you learn. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> tell me more about like the 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 um the kind of asexual time. Like what what was in your head then? Like what It was just that, like the switch flip.
1: I don't. I don't know exactly when it flipped um, to get me there. It was like some point after I had started this OnlyFans, and then like once, it, what it was is that like wh- at first I was like, "Oh, I'm doing this." I'm like, you know, it was like almost exhibitionist, mm-hmm. like, "Oh, look at me, look at me." But were then you, were you
0: charging, or were you just yeah, like, "Oh, this is yeah, 100%. I was charging." How um
1: much? Uh, 690. Six ninety. Um, Six ninety. Nice. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and then I got like. 20, 30-ish subs or something, subscribers, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but uh, once once I had people, once I did like the first like two or three ideas I had for stuff and I was like, okay, I need to come up with a new idea for this. Then all of a sudden, my sexuality became like work and I think that is what broke it is that like, oh, this is no longer like a thing I'm doing for fun. This is an assignment. This is a product I have to produce. And then that takes like the enjoyment out of it for me. I'm very lazy. I hate working. I'm a scumbag yeah. person. Um, So that like all of a sudden like it became like, uh, like even just horniness in general, it just like didn't feel right to me at all. Like, I don't know. It was very, very strange that like this separation from me and my sexuality. Like, I can't even honestly, I probably don't even know how to like really put it into words. It was just like a feeling. Mm. And, uh, yeah. If I had a therapist that they'd be making their money, you know, (laughs) (laughs) how
0: long did that last? And, and were you able to kind of get out of it?
1: Well, it lasted for probably like six, eight months. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the way that I got out of it was whenever I went to Alaska, I met this comedian there. We hit it off and we hooked up and like instantly was like, oh, no, I can fuck. I'm, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Like, what yeah. the fuck was I doing? It literally was just like, oh, I just needed to have um, an in real life sexual experience again. But like I, I couldn't I didn't know that. I couldn't have known that without yeah. experiencing it. So, um, yeah, that was like a, that one was literally like a switch flipped. and I was like, oh, wait, no, I'm fine. I still know how to fuck this. Is, this is fine everything's fine yeah um so yeah that was great um <laughs> wow but yeah. you you've you have you've gotten
0: rid of the the only it's not it's not a oh fan. no
1: i only had that for like six weeks like uh. like i said after the first two weeks or so i just was like this, this it started feeling weird and then like i think i made like a total of like four or five videos or something and i was just like this is i don't know why i'm doing this like this feels mm-hmm. like people are like expecting me to do this there's like deadlines to make a video of me coming like this is that's <laughs> not sexy like, were you like not able to finish you're just like uh oh, i man, wasn't i wasn't able to start is ah. what it was is that like i couldn't like get into it after uh, after doing it a few times i was like like it felt like a chore or like mm-hmm. just something that like uh jerking off like <laughs>
0: Was it mostly male subscribers or female subscribers, or, or um, could you tell by their profile? I
1: don't think I could tell. Most of right. the most of them were like faceless accounts, but yeah. there was definitely uh, definitely a few female uh, 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 women subscribers at first because, like I said, they like told me about it or whatever, right? Um, and then and they just like they were already like from your Twitter or something. Yeah, like I mean, I, I I'm very flirtatious on Twitter. It's mostly yeah. an act, uh, but like. You know, it's, it's just fun. I think it's fun to flirt with people on the internet that are, like, in different states that you're never going to see. Uh, I, I think that that's kind of, like, generally understood. That's what we're all doing on there. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Maybe not. Um <laughs> uh But, yeah. Then it was, like, a couple dudes. And there was this fucking was this dude from Australia that just, like, would not leave me alone. And... <laughs> Uh, this was like months after I deleted the um, or got rid of the OnlyFans, and like he still would just reply to a bunch of my stuff. Like I didn't even interact with him, and then I had to block him because he said one thing. I I posted something about the ice cream truck, and he like replied like sometimes I like to think of myself as one of the little kids coming up to the ice cream. So I was like, no, Weird. dude, this is so. <laughs> in what fucking world? <laughs> Do you think that this is an okay thing to say publicly? To a stranger, like yeah, and I guess you know every every woman listening's like, uh, "That's men." Thank you, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jesus fucking Christ, that made me feel really uncomfortable and bad. That's um, just creepy on a lot of
0: levels. I mean, you yeah. bring like kids into the situation, then it's like a whole other like, yeah. Dude. You know, I actually like work with kids, and I can't have that kind of thing going around, right? Like, yeah, no, that's it's very bad and not. Yikes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. So uh fuck that guy. Um but yeah. No, I'm I'm just uh <laughs> not recording myself coming anymore. Just doing it freestyle. <laughs> right. Um I, I, how
0: how is all of that stuff uh going? Do you want to get into that um, with uh you know the, the 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 cock and all of the Oh the yeah, stuff the dick the, the, the dick's not good. The good. not good. No. Can um, you tell
1: us about that? Listeners, uh content warning, penis surgery penis surgery yeah some <laughs> some shit shit's about to get gnarly so you're you're about to feel a lot better about your dick, no matter what it looks like <laughs> um yeah, so earlier this year, okay, actually, New year's day of this year mm-hmm. it is fucked up. I know exactly when it happened. uh I was a little hungover, and one of my favorite things to do whenever I'm hungover is masturbate, sure. So I was like, "All right, I'm gonna jerk off," and I was going at it, and it was like, I was still like kind of out of it, like physically, like drunk, um, or hungover. I mean, so it was taking a while, and like, I mean, like a half hour that I was like just chugging away, and to the point that like my dick was like only half hard. I'm like, "No, I have to bust this nut," right? But like, I was determined, but like, I was barely right. And, and he was just like, "Really, man? I don't want. I'm <laughs> not. I'm good. Stop." I've, either we've all been there before yeah, or yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. there a few times. Oh, I've de- yeah, I've
0: definitely, like, or I've I've been on just, like, the, like, third crank of the day. And yeah. Just, and, like, yeah. And, like, and my penis is just, like, please no more.
1: Please. <laughs> Leave me alone, Leave, dude. Like, get a fucking hobby, man. <laughs> so, I'm I'm cranking off. I'm going to town. And, mm-hmm. uh, finally, I, I was able to finish. And, like, it wasn't, you know... Didn't think anything of it. Um, the next like two or three days, my dick was kind of sore. Mm-hmm. But like that has also happened to me before. I don't know when, like sure. a couple times where I yeah. just like cranked a little too you, hard. You, and I'm, You like,
0: go a little hard either with yourself or another person <laughs> and, 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 and it needs a couple of days to recover.
1: Yeah, it just felt like kind of like a brush burn or something. Yeah. Like it wasn't like it didn't bleed like it didn't nothing like that. Yeah. But I guess what I did was I tore. I got a like a very minor tear in the frenulum, which is like the little dingly part on the underside of the head that connects to the foreskin. Yeah, I got a very minor tear in that. Yeah, but because I didn't like think of it for a couple of days, I was just like, yeah, whatever. My dick's just kind of sore. I didn't like I should have been like putting some kind of like uh like lotion or mm-hmm. something on it. I don't know, like some kind of ointment or like uh I don't even know. I don't know. Dick cream. Yeah. I should have been putting something on it because what happened was because it had tore it then healed, which means that it like scarred in a way that made it too tight. Mm. So I'll, I didn't notice it cuz this is again, I wasn't jerking off frequently. This was still whenever I was in that place. So it was a few days before I tried again and I was like, "Wait a second. Like the skin is tighter than it used to, yeah. what what the fuck? Like I've had this dick my whole life. I've been jerking off for twenty years. It is this is new. Yeah. Like how did it just change? And again, like I didn't even think about it, like really think about it for a few more days, maybe weeks. And then I realized like, oh this isn't going away. Like this is an actual issue. Right. So I just kind of like panicked internally because like I Googled uh like foreskin too tight and the images that came up were horrifying oh yeah you want to have like, a fun google you like
0: google uh foreskin problems and like uh,
1: purple bloated yeah, like bulbous like yeah and it didn't look like that phimosis or yeah, whatever it's yeah. called yeah, yeah it didn't yeah. look like that at all it, like it barely looked different other than like there was just like where like at that where that uh frenulum meets the tip it was just like real tight there like it almost looked like there was kind of like a rubber band around it or something there was this like ring of like where the tightness was Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't like purple or like blown up or engorged in any way it was just like what the fuck is that right um and i could not find anything that looked like it so i'm like i did like some kind of freak accident to my dick that I can't find anything about it on the internet. Like Mm -hmm. this is, I'm the first person that has ever broken their dick. Great dude. And I just kept that inside for a few months because I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to tell anybody this. Like I don't like I I didn't, I I, I didn't have insurance. Like I'm not going to go to like fucking med express or like one of those places. It's like, Hey, uh, what do you need to know about dicks? Yeah. Some, some, some like fucking Borat looking doctor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not good. Um, and then i finally uh i i I tried to sign up for obamacare and because i wasn't working at this point i was like i have no income and they were like you can just have medicaid then i was like fucking what yeah Yeah, apparently if you don't make any money you can just go to the doctor whenever you want doesn't make any fucking sense we live in the stupidest country but so i'm like okay i'll make an appointment and then i googled i because i had I, I keep saying mentioning the frenulum. I forgot the word for that. And then one day I googled like frenulum tight, and that popped up. It was like, oh, this is exactly what I'm experiencing. Yeah. I just didn't have the keywords. Right. So I'm like, okay. I went to see. The
0: this d- is why we need to learn our penis anatomy, <laughs> kids. This is why we need better sex education so we know all our parts.
1: Talk to your children about dicks. Um, <laughs> 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 so I went to the doctor and. Okay, so there was a there was a series of these things happening, but uh, I've had now four different doctors handle my soft penis, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been there before. Yes, it fucking sucks. <laughs>
0: That's, the rubber
1: gloves are like weirdly
0: uh, uncomfortable. I feel like they really like catch. Here's what. You know? Here's like, my problem. The-,
1: um, the first doctor that ever that that examined it, this was you know. The first non-sexual time anybody's touched my penis since I was a baby, she was, like, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) You can't be a hot girl urologist. And my dick was so small because I was so nervous. Like, it, like, literally shrunk up inside of me. Like, it looked like I had an acorn sitting in my lap. And, like, (laughs) not even a fully grown acorn. like Like, two months away from being ripe acorn. Like, it was fucked up. And so that was just at like my primary care doctor. So then I had to go see a urologist and then they had to refer me to another urologist. So finally that third doctor was like, okay, I think I know what this is. I, we can do surgery. We can fix this. And I'm like, fucking thank God. Yeah. So I went and I got penis surgery and, uh, it was fucked up. I, I've never gotten surgery before. I've never been put under. So, like, that's that's already, like, a weird thing to do for the first time. They put time. you under? Yeah, for, yeah. For
0: the penis surgery. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um. So, I wake up, and, you know, I go home, and my dick's, like, wrapped in this bandage. And, again, listeners, this is going to get kind of gross. Sure. My dick's wrapped in this bandage, right? And you're supposed to be able to pee while the bandage is on. Yeah. So, I go to pee, and I guess the bandage was, like, not wrapped properly, so... Th- instead of pee coming out it just soaked up and i just then had this like bulbous pee wadded bandage on my like hanging (laughs) off and i i had already drank like a cup of coffee so i had to pee like four more times i couldn't stop i just had to keep oh man and it
0: was coffee pissed
1: yeah um so i called the doctor like the the surgeon and i was like still a little out of it um and i was like hey like what what do i do like this I'm so, I'm soaked in piss right now. Like, cause it's, you know, it's like adhesive bandage stuff. It, yeah. It, it's it, it was just piss logged. Like it was like a wet thud. Like I, I, I literally was sitting on a towel because like you, I couldn't put pants on because they would just get yeah. soaked with piss. Um, and they were like, Hey, uh, you don't have to come back in. You should be all right to unwrap it. The reason that we wrap it like that is because it's like for the first couple of days, you really don't want it to like hit anything. Yeah. I'm like, Okay, so I unwrapped it and it looked so fucked up like like the 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 stitches in the just the the fucking skin of my dick just cut open and stitched up. Ugh. Um and it, like it didn't it didn't feel like it was uncomfortable but it didn't like hurt hurt really. But it was just, like, it was so tender that, like, even, like, trying to, like, wash it or anything. What did they do
0: exactly that required stitches? Did they just, like, kind of snip it, like, they, the, the frenulum itself and yeah, just kind of
1: yeah. so that's the, procedures take that the they, tension off? Exactly. They, yeah. they cut the frenulum and then just, like, stitch it up so that it re- relieves that tension um, so that it can, like, move more freely or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if this was as a result of the bandage not being done well Or what? But it took maybe like three weeks till the stitches like dissolved and it like kind of healed. And the skin is tighter than it was before. Like the problem got worse as a result of the surgery. And so I called the doctor and they're like, okay, well, like your follow-up is in two months. Like sick, dude. So I went to the follow-up and the doctor looked at it and she was like, Okay, now there's so much scar tissue that I can't operate again. Be, like we can't even like do and I don't think I can do anything. Right. So my dick is just maybe ruined forever? Like I don't Jesus. I don't know. Uh I'm going uh <laughs> the last person in the like in my insurance like network or whatever is a tr- genital trauma surgeon. Okay. That I'm meeting with, which I believe is, like, people that get, like, shot in the junk or whatever. Yeah. um, And if they can't help me, like, this is just what my dick is for the rest of my life. Like, man. Yeah. I mean, that's a scary fucking prospect. I... And I feel for you.
0: Um, I want to try and reassure you that there probably is something that can be done about it like Well the like, thing
1: is is that I had two options it, it whenever I got the first surgery yeah. the, the first option would have just been to circumcise which if you do that late in life there's a m- very big risk of like complications or like yeah. losing feeling like numbness and stuff and like permanent erectile dysfunction so I really wanted to avoid that but now because there's so much scar tissue that isn't an option anymore right. so um so they're not going to be able to just just circumcise correct you. yeah they can't there's nothing for them to cut to relieve the tension it's just like you're putting a hat on a hat at that point like mm. um so yeah and my problem is now is that i don't know if i can fuck like it the skin doesn't fully pull back over the head uh, whenever it's hard like whenever it's yeah. soft it's like a, you know there's there's plenty of wiggle sure. room um, whenever i'm erect like it's very like it's difficult to pull the skin back and i still have that fucking ring that looks like there's a rubber band around it and it is so uncomfortable that i've noticed like sometimes if i go to masturbate um, the discomfort will like g- i'll like half lose my erection yeah which i imagine like you know you can't fuck with a floppy dick so like yeah here's my problem is is that like i can't really just like test this in the real world like i can't like call somebody up and be like hey dude can we fuck i have to see if i can like (laughs) and you know i'm already bad enough at dating as is and like don't meet a lot of people so for this like this is the kind of thing I mean, that you like
0: probably could it's just it seems like a, a lot of your uh, twitter followers are really down to clown you had like two <laughs> hot chicks like trying, to, trying I, to jump your bones just for your only fans so that
1: uh that ship has maybe sailed but again like uh, again when things are happening on the internet i don't yeah. consider them real like i don't you know it if it, it still feels good but like i don't know if any of these people would meet me and still want to fuck me like it, it I, right not to say that they wouldn't, but like, I just don't consider that an actual possibility. Like this would have to be like, either like if I like a fuck buddy or like somebody like that, I know like, cause I'm fucking nervous. Like I don't want to try and date not knowing if I can ever have sex again. Like that's fucked up and I don't really have any way to test it other than like, I don't know. I I don't know. This is where I'm at. This has been going on uh, all year for me and hasn't been great, but, uh, you know, trying to find fun where i can
0: that's fucking rough man
1: yeah i don't know i mean and you're you know you're a horny boy you're uh sure you're a very that's back. like oh it's,
0: yeah <laughs> that's all very much back you're 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 you know uh a, a sexual being so uh you know it's just i mean that's that's like a fucking uh like a primal like fucking Freudian Jungian fear yeah, like, as, like yeah. a castration kind of kind of thing man it's mm-hmm. just like it's brutal yeah um, and I've
1: tried doing I've tried fucking myself up the ass and like it didn't feel bad but I couldn't come sure. for that um, I know. there's I, I feel like there's just there's got to be there's
0: got to be a way I mean with like bottom surgery and like you know people yeah, can make yeah. a, a penis out of a vagina or vice versa and like all but, kinds of stuff Like that, like I I, I think that there's hope for you. Also, you should probably sue that doctor.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's malpractice. They fucked your dick up. They fucked it up. Like, right? Yes, but also I probably shouldn't have had that Medicaid in the first place. So I'm like, I don't know if that's a.
0: What do you mean you shouldn't have had the Medicaid? (laughs) You you weren't working. You needed health care. That's that's. I wasn't
1: working whenever I got it, and. You know what? No, let's not disclose too much. Uh, if, if, for the IRS agents listening, you're okay. gonna have to do your fucking research. Okay. Um, well, but, but let's just say that there are reasons that I'm like I don't want there to you know potentially risk further scrutiny on anything because I feel like I feel like if you sue somebody for malpractice, they look into you a bit, you know probably I don't know I think that's a separate issue I think the hmm. the
0: billing is a separate issue than like the actual um you know whether or not it it went well and yeah I think that's like that's their medical practice not the not the fucking billing department and who's paying for what like that's that's a whole separate I will say this thing.
1: um you're not the first person to suggest that uh and it is like I guess a possibility I guess it's something I can look into but like here's the honest to God truth. Even if, uh, say, I had, like, this huge malpractice suit and won, like, a million dollars or something, I still wouldn't have a working dick. So, like, what the fuck do I need money for? I don't I don't want to be alive anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, So, I don't know. I, it's something I'll, like, look into. But I, also, like, I got that news in the middle of the summer that there was nothing else that they think they can do for me. So, like, I haven't even, like, I've been working so much and, like, you know, just been busy and nonstop that, like, I haven't had time to sit down and, like, really process it and, like, figure out, like, okay, what the fuck do I do? I'm just, like, I I just, you know, not going to yeah. try and date or fuck or anything for right now, and I'll just, you know, keep going, and if if something happens, then who knows? And here's the thing is that, like, it might actually work still. Like, I might be able to fuck someone fine. Like, I don't know. Yeah and but you've built it up in your head now as like a as like a thing well i've built it up in my head to the point that like i can't just go into sex with somebody without like them knowing that like hey um i might like yelp out in pain as my dick tears inside of you like like, like, i I can't that's some this is gonna be have to be a conversation with whoever i sleep with next so like that is an added layer to like i said i'm already not very good at dating so like to add that to it it's like fucking i'd rather just i'm just not gonna bother right now i'm just not gonna think about it and uh i'll just continue being like a very different kind of incel
0: (laughs) a woke incel yeah um man i don't know like i i want to advocate for you here and 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 like uh you know root for you to uh 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 Hopefully, have this you know settled at some point. I don't know why I am so emotionally invested in whether or not you fuck, but it is for some reason. I I am like, no, buddy, like no, you, you deserve it. Uh, you are you are a good you are a good dude, and like, uh, it's just uh, it's 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 a fucking bummer, and it's just this like stupid mix of circumstances, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't seem like it really needs to be the case. Like you know, it just it seems like something that should be fixable it's not like yeah it's not like you like it's not like your dick was like completely blown off or some shit like it's, right it's right. still there it's just uh, there's something a little wrong with
1: it and mm-hmm. and like i think i don't know i think that maybe the issue is that like you know when they do like bottom surgery i believe that is like a more of a cosmetic surgeon than a urologist kind mm. of a deal I, I might be wrong about that I, I, forgive me listeners yeah, uh, i don't know but yeah because I this was the top urologist in U- university of pittsburgh medical center which is a, a very good like medical school like it's you know one of the top things yeah. in the country or whatever and she was like i don't know i don't even know what i'm looking at i don't think i can fix it like <laughs> that's fucking that hurts to hear <laughs> yeah that is fucked up yeah um so again who knows it's you know it's not the story isn't over yet but it's this, this the chapters are looking darker lately <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know man.
0: second opinion or something like I, you go any fucking yeah I, well i'm gonna d- go d- to I that d- trauma d- surgeon yeah
1: um and like hopefully there'll be something i've <laughs> i'd never thought i'd be the kind of guy that would have to get a second dick surgery but um i will say i will say all of this all of this aside like as a comedian you're always looking for a new take on the dick sure. joke sure yeah. And folks, have I got a fresh you dick did joke. Just, <laughs> you did just kind of run
0: into a little bit of a jackpot there with with some of this stuff. So,
1: uh, My favorite line from the bit about this is, I had to tell a doctor, a medical professional, that I jerked off bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it's not le- look, at least I can get some content. I may never fuck again, but I got I got a good a solid 10 minutes, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I don't know. Um it's a wild thing to be staring down, like honestly, like Yeah. I like I said, I haven't had too much time to like just sit with it, but like there've been times where I've just been like, "Wow, the last time I had sex might have been the last time I have sex." Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's, it's possible, but I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's what's going to happen, man. mm -hmm. I I think you're going to get this figured. It sucks. It fucking sucks. And like, you'll probably will have to have like some other sort of like fucked up surgery and go through like some more like dick trauma. But, uh, I, 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 I think that I think I have enough faith in the, the, the medical establishment and, and what they all the things they can do with penises and and and, and vaginas and all of that stuff it, yeah it's it's is pretty fascinating i don't know i just got a vasectomy over the summer mm-hmm. um so like i i i um I had a similar,
1: far less brutal
0: um, experience <laughs> with with genital surgery. They didn't put me under. It was just yeah. a local anesthetic. Yeah. Well, they weren't the whole cutting time cutting your
1: dick open. That's why.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know, because I, I I um I was talking to him about that because um well so since we're graphically talking about dicks, I uh like you uh, have a tight frenulum mm-hmm. and he asked me about that and he was like does it cause you any discomfort and i was just like it, first time he asked me that i didn't it didn't really even register i was like uh no what what?" and, and then like i thought about it some more and then i think i talked to you about what's going on <laughs> with your thing and i was like maybe i should ask him about that so like i went back for like the follow-up and was just like so what's the deal with this thing and he's like oh yeah it's just it's very simple you know we would just local anesthetic and we would just you know, cut the thing and, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, like you described. Um And I can say just from my experience, wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh I'm good for now on, on all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, do you ever, um do you ever wish that you were circumcised?
1: Now? Yeah. Now <laughs> you do? Yeah. I never did before. I kind of liked that, you know. That I uh, was not, but... <laughs> that, it was, that it was different, or that it just, like, it, that you had all your parts? The the had all my parts, like... It, yeah. Like, if you... I the, don't
0: know. That the choice wasn't made for, for you. Right. But, yeah. and it's
1: just more that, like, you know, this probably isn't the time of this podcast to get into it, but, like, I think the concept of circumcision is fucking insane. It is um, a little weird. Like, you know, I, I get that, like, it's so normalized, but, like, if you just objectively think about, oh, when males are born we rem- we surgically remove a piece of their genitals for no reason. Yeah. Like what what the fuck like it, you know especially because there is such th- like you know there's uh female genital mutilation is this like yeah. obvious like you know uh, atrocity and it's like this is literally the same thing <laughs> like it's pretty yeah. close. I mean, I, I, uh, it, it, female genital mutilation. Some cases, they, they, yeah, they'll,
0: they'll like remove the entire clitoris, and mm-hmm. it's it's like especially barbaric and fucked up. But like, I, I don't know. Like I I've been like kind of on the fence about all of that stuff, and and like uh, I used to be very adamantly um, anti circumcision because like I am not circumcised, and like I just growing up just felt you know like this sense of uh indignation about like that it's it had to be like my thing to fucking deal with and explain and like face shame about or like have people you know like make their fucking jokes about like how it like looks gross and it's disgusting and it's dirty and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and like why is this my problem you know and like what like because i'm Like, I'm standard. Everybody else is fucking modified. Yeah. You know? And, like, so, like, I don't see why I need to, like, have, like, this complex and this sense of nervousness. And, like, any time I would hook up with a new person, just, like, this sense of, like, oh, God, is she going to, like, think that it's weird? Is she going to think it's gross? Like, you know, whatever. Luckily, that never really uh, became a thing. Everybody was pretty chill. But, like... You know, it, it it was always in the back of my head, and and like, so I was always like defensive about it. But like, then at the same time, I'm like, oh, man, I don't fucking. There's so many other uh battles to be fought. Mm-hmm. You know, and when like you see those like people, uh like with the with the white pants and the blood stain, the like <laughs> anti circumcision activists. <laughs> That's and the
1: other thing. Is that, like I am. Definitely against circumcision, but I don't want those don't, people to know it. <laughs> I yeah, don't talk to, I don't, don't want to hang out with them at all. Like,
0: yeah, I'm just like, okay, so like, I really hope that you're. This is not your only social cause, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I hope that you are volunteering on a lot of other <laughs> issues because I feel like we have bigger fish to fry. Sorry, yeah. but um, you know, it's 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 still like a thing that I mean, I think about and and like. I still sometimes have to admit to myself, like, man, my life would probably be a lot simpler. I probably just wouldn't have to think about it. Yeah. If yeah. I if I was cut as a baby, then like, mm-hmm. I then I'd just be like every other American, and I wouldn't worry about it. And uh, maybe that would have been. Better? I don't know. I wouldn't have to worry about injuring it. Like I, I don't know. But like, fuck that. Like it's it's a body part. Like you just remove a body part because you're convinced you're concerned that something might go wrong with it. It's it's weird. It's like pulling all your teeth out so you don't get a cavity.
1: Yeah. And I will say this. Um, you know, up up until this recent thing that's happening to me, I I never. Uh, I was always, like, really, you know, totally fine with it. Even, like, you know, some people say weird stuff. Sometimes it's, like, you know, whatever. Um, But, you know, the one way my life would have been different uh, if I had been circumcised as a baby uh, is one time a girl saw my penis for the first time. And she goes, bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) And, Brad, I've got a stand-up joke about that. And I accidentally told that joke in front of that girl forgetting that it was her like because it had happened like 15 <laughs> years ago and i you know i'm on stage and i was like oh <gasps> bucket list and she stands up and was like that was me <laughs> which is probably the hardest i've ever laughed and you know if i had been circumcised none of that would have happened so yeah see i don't know i guess that's a good <laughs> Mixed perspective back. to have on it <laughs> i got a really good laugh and might never fuck again so you know a little <laughs>
0: man um i guess we should probably wrap up soon I, I i don't know how much further we can we can take uh the explicit penis talk <laughs> um so, uh, Andrew Hillary, it's been a pleasure having you on the show again. Brad, um, it's been fun. Thank you for, uh, listeners, Brad, Brad and his girlfriend made me dinner. That's true. Yeah. We've we've, I forgot to mention this. We just, uh, we, we made, you know, your boy likes some wings. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I, I've been dying to, you know, uh, one way or another, buy him some wings or make him some wings one way or another. Get my boy some wings. Uh, if I ever saw him in person and so Brad's
1: kind of like a Red Bull. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean? You gave me wings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> God
1: damn it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm on tour. Come, find- <laughs> <laughs> come,
0: come here. Some, some solid gold zingers like that one. <laughs> um, it, yeah, so we, we we made him some some wings and a burger and and, and uh, now we're just we're sitting in that post wing mm-hmm. uh, bliss, which is just a really it's a it's a great way to podcast. Hell yeah, yeah man. Okay, so you're uh give us give us your your socials and all of that stuff and and where are you gonna be next?
1: Uh, is this coming out this week?
0: I think I think I'm gonna release it this week. Yeah.
1: Okay, so uh, I will be in. Uh, Washington, D.C. I don't have any shows booked, but I'll be around. Uh, I will be in Asheville, North Carolina. I don't have any shows booked yet. I might have one. I don't know, Uh, but I'll be around Uh, Atlanta, um, Florida, Huntsville, Alabama, somewhere in Tennessee, and then uh, November 5th, I will be in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, doing an actual show and eating Skyline Chili. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Andrew (laughs) Hillary. andrew hillary us and that's hillary with one l uh and also I'll put it in the show notes you you don't have to worry yeah. about the spelling uh that's good because i can barely spell also <laughs> check out my podcast it's called the worst week yet we talk about how fucked up the world is um yeah fuck yeah brad thank you again this is really fun yeah man if you're in any of those cities
0: um you know either come see him or help him book a show yes please
1: <laughs> help me will this tour into existence um Yeah, this is great. Thank you again. Yeah, man.
0: Thank you once again to my friend Andrew Hillary for being on the show and being real vulnerable about a lot of stuff that's not comfortable to talk about. It's hard. It's hard to, uh, I don't know, even bring shit like that up. I didn't really... I was afraid to talk about, like, earnestly talk about uh, sex and penis stuff for a long time. Even once I had this show, it is not an easy thing to uh, talk about because, yeah, just, a couple reasons. I mean, there's internalized shame, but then also you just, it's it just feels uncouth. It feels crass. It feels like, yeah, I don't want to be one of the dick guys talking about, you know. But like I said, every now and then it, it does come up, if you know what I mean. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, once again, follow the show uh, uh, at SelfWorst on Instagram. Follow me at Radical Pearson Instagram and Twitter, Patreon.com slash SelfWorst. Uh, leave a rating and a review on iTunes and Spotify, all that. Tell a friend, help us out. Music is by Shay Bartel. Thank you, Shay. Hope you're having a good spooky season. Enjoying uh, the foliage and uh, maybe, uh, you know, trying to uh, fortify your life and your exercise regimen because it's about like it's about to get dark and cold and you're going to need a little bit more of an edge as the winter months approach. It's going to start getting dark early. You're going to have to start being a little bit more on your grind mental health-wise. You're not going to get as much serotonin and vitamin D from just going outside. You're going to have to, uh, do some shit. So do that. Get used to it already. Don't fight the seasons. They happen. They don't care if you like it or not. Anyway, that's all. I'm Brad Pearson. And, uh... I'll see you in
1: hell.